Yo, what's going on? It's Tsunami. I'm here back at it again. <laughs> we had a collective focus. This is collective language. And I am here with the fantastic, multifaceted Ayana. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Uh, what's going on? What's going on? How you feeling today? I'm pretty good. Pretty tired. Mm-hmm. Had an early morning. But I'm always happy when I can come to the hub and help out. Hell yeah. The hub loves you. The hub loves you. It's, I love it's, the hub. It's been a long day here. You know, like Tuesdays, Tuesdays are always like active, you know? It's crazy because I literally never sign up for a shift. <laughs> <laughs> and I never sign up for shifts on Tuesday. Yeah. But once I'm here for distro, I kind of just like stay till closing. I, I swear, yeah. And it's like, I'm like, oh, there's always like something to do. I feel like a lot of people are like that, you know? It's like, once we come in, it's like, damn. You know, there's so much happening. You kind of almost feel drawn to stay, you know? Yeah, yeah, because, like, if I, it feels bad, because I'll be like, unless I have something to do, I'm not going to be like, oh, I see y'all drowning in clothes <laughs> um, right. and requests. Bye! <laughs> like, Bruh, that's crazy. I, I, think, I think, like, maybe 10 bags, like, 10 garbage bags, those gallon bags full of clothes came in today. Swear. Yeah, no. Look, I was like taking like just like notes of bags, and it was like already like how much is this way? What's yeah. going on? I had been here for like twenty minutes. Right, it's it's crazy, but that's that's what we that's what we here for. Um, so, I mean, I I know your name, but if you want to reintroduce yourself, uh, give us your pronouns and tell us where you're from. Yeah, I am Ayana Francois. Um, Ooh, a little I, fancy. Ooh. A little, little <laughs> French influence, uh, or Haitian influence, as I should Come say. Come on. Um, pronouns are they, she, or really whatever you want to say. I won't correct you. And then we have, uh, where am I from? Oh, I'm from Long Island. You're, you're... Um, born in Brooklyn, family from Haiti. Okay. Uh, what's up to my Haitians, but yeah. Okay, so where where are you now? Are you are you in Brooklyn, Long Island, Staten Island? Yes, I'm in like... Brooklyn right now. Okay. Um, I'm with my fellow Caribbeans in the wonderful neighborhood of Crown Heights. Um, it's really a beautiful place. I'm really happy to be there. And it's really close to the hub and the community. Okay. Um, so I'm really grateful for where I'm at right now. Okay. How did How did you, like... How did you land on the hub? Like what like what brought you here? I'm just curious. Yeah, so I am what they call what the kids call chronically online. Um <laughs> I cannot stay off my phone. And in like I wanna say the early part of like twenty twenty one, I was like scrolling on TikTok and like found mutual aid. I found out about mutual aid and I knew I wanted to get involved. Mm-hmm. And there were like I tried kind of online because, again, chronically online. And then after, like, months of trying online, I was like, this is just not going to work. You can't help people in the way that they need to be helped or in the way that I want to help people Mm. from behind a a TV screen, behind your phone screen. Like, at some point, you can only theorize with groups of people so much. Um, So I knew I wanted to do some more hands-on actions. And at the time... I think this was, like, I was still in college, so I think at the time it was, like, still remote. Um, And so I was, like, in New York, but, like, taking classes and stuff Mm -hmm. and going back and forth between my school out of state and all that stuff. Um, But I think I was, like, in New York for most of early 2021. And there was an organization in Long Island, and they also are kind of based in Brooklyn, too, called... Uh, community solidarity. Yes, yes. And yes. they give out like clothes, food similar to us. 
Um, so I was kind of like, uh, you know, an easy thing I can do is kind of like harass me and my family for their extra clothes, go take it over there. And then thought That's about beautiful. like helping out with them. Um, but they, they have like a lot, a lot of their volunteers are kind of like a little bit more like religious based and a little bit more uh, like was, was, older. Do you feel like it was kind of like culty? No, I didn't think it no? was culty. I think it was just like, you know, it, it, it's definitely like they're not, it, for, for me as a young person, it felt like it wasn't like, um, and this is no shade to like any specific, uh, organization, but I feel like when it comes to like church based mutual aid programs it's more it's less of like we're gonna pull the community and like ask about people's things and like mm. see what's going on it's usually just like we get food mm. like that's it we get mm. food i don't need your input cheryl's been here 10 years she knows how to do it <laughs> right. stand in line hand out this damn food right. like oh. <laughs> and i wanted to i wanted the it to feel more mutual right. in that we could, we would all talking together and we were all doing things. And like, I see that happening in those other orgs, but it, it felt harder for me as like a young person and as an artist, to like insert myself into that. And so that's why I kind of came over to something like collective focus that seemed like very arts based and very kind of like, right. we're not really just like fixing material problems, but we're like trying to build a completely new structure. Wait, so so you found collective focus on online on TikTok. On yeah. TikTok. Oh my god. So I saw your guys' TikToks crazy. about the painting fridges. Yeah. It looked yeah. pretty. Yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. followed and like kinda like stalked you guys on Instagram for a while. Cause I was I didn't live in Brooklyn at the time, so I was like, Oh, yeah. when's like a good time I can come? And then you, they posted about a film festival thing. Yeah. Um that they were oh trying to god. do something like that. And it was like, Do you want to teach class? And like I do comedy and stuff like that. So I was like, Oh, I Ooh. could teach Teach a oh, yeah. class. Save that. We're gonna get into that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I could teach a class. I could do something okay. with that. And so I came for that. It was like my first event here. Yeah. And then I just like, you know, tried whenever I could to come yeah, down. Yeah, that it's it's really beautiful, man. I, I feel like we've had so many different kinds of initiatives and like trying to activate this community because I feel like especially like I mean Brooklyn generally, New York obviously overall, but like there's such an artistic community and people like people need to express themselves you know to feel like your most the most authentic version of yourself you need to express you know because like i think sometimes like we can get stifled you know life just stifles your your growth and your talent and it's just like you you get put down so much you know and i feel like this space is a, a place for people to grow explore different mediums and talents that they might not have even known that they had, you know? So I, I, I think this space is, like, very unique for that, and, and I think we try to highlight that a lot. Yeah, and I think what I love about this place, too, is, like, everyone's idea of progress looks different, and we're all, like, connecting together to build some kind of progression. It's less right. of, like... Yeah, it's less of just, like, we're solving these, like, random problems right now, but, like, we're going to make sure these problems mm. don't happen in the future, too. Right. So, do all right, so you said, so I'm doing a callback. Uh, you said your medium of art was, like, theater and acting. Um, can you expand on that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so I, my, if you look at my bio or whatever, it would be, oh, like, actor, director, comedian. <laughs> cool. Um... And actor includes, like, musical theater. That's kind of what I started in. Um, but, yeah, I, I started doing stand-up in college, and I really liked it, and I still do it. 
Um, and that kind of also led me to like writing. I really do enjoy like comedy writing and just like writing in general. It's so funny because people my entire life have been like, oh, like you're a great writer. I bet you're a good writer. I haven't written anything. <laughs> like there's really, yeah. there's really no reason for people yeah. to think that I'd got, be an amazing the writer. Vibe. They the just like vibe. tell me this having never read my work. Like yeah. I don't have any work to show. It's just. I know you're a yeah. writer. <laughs> no, it's like, I don't know. I, I'm very flattered. Same thing with like directing. Like I'm always so, so the first thing I ever like directed, there's like a student directing option in my like high school, like every year, one of the seniors would direct. Uh, it was usually like a play, and then like a year before me, my friend decided to do a musical, and then we we're like, "Oh, musicals are a possibility now." And I remember I fought the hell out of the head of my music program. I I was harassing this man. I was in his <laughs> office every single day, being like, "We need to do musical. We need to do musical." And they're like, "You." you and bro can't. wasn't having it. He, he yeah, they were just like, you, "You can't with the money. Like, you can't with the rights. Like, blah blah blah." Really? I looked up laws. I was at his door, being like, "Yes, we can. We can do a musical. I'll do everything. Wow. I literally will buy everything. I will do everything myself. Like, let's just do it." And then they're kind of like, "Fine. Like, if you shut up, you can do it." Oh um, Why would you deny someone a musical? I'm Listen. saying musicals are musicals are crazy. Listen, when I was a kid, I, I'm I'm not afraid to admit this. I loved High School Musical. As you should. That's, that That's was just my being shit. Smart. My nigga Corbin Blue, he was in that. Oh, Push it, push right. It. Uh, I'm like, listen, I really want to be a basketball player now. <laughs> Yo. Yes. Taking kids out the hood, one show to them, as, one show to <laughs> at a time. That's my mm. motto. Um, oh my god, yes. But yeah, okay. I wish I could say that was the last time too. Damn. So you so you started in high school. Yeah. Okay. And then and like, where are you now with it? Like, how so was, um, earlier this year. Um, one of my good friends is a playwright, and we produced, and I also directed a play that they wrote in the city at a theater called The Tank NYC that does, like, a lot of independent theater. And we ended up having, like, sold-out shows, which was amazing. Um, and we were really, I was really proud of that endeavor. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at, and I am now trying to put on my writer hat okay. so I can write and direct in the world of film. Okay. Because film, okay. I have some film experience from, like, directing from, like, my senior year of college, and I really want to expand on, like, that. Um, that's tough. I like that. So that's another, like, plan for Word. me. Hell yeah. I, I love that. So it is, um, do you feel like uh, you have a way to use your medium of art and kind of, like, translated to some of the mutual aid work that you're doing like um just what do you what do you think or like how do you think you can do that or tell me if you are already doing it just curious yeah so like back to like that first film event that i showed up to for collective focus what i was like planning on teaching and like my comedy section was that like i like to use comedy and really my art at large but mostly comedy because i think that's where you know, that's what's written by me. So my voice comes out, like, the most. I think directing shows my worldview, but comedy shows more of, like, my voice and my actual, yeah. like, communication style. Um, and it, my whole thing was just, like, 
we take humorous stuff, we take serious things that nobody wants to talk about, that nobody wants to acknowledge, and we kind of make it funny, you know? Like, no one wants to hear you go on a rant about Amazon and blah, blah, blah. But if you make a funny sketch that's like an Amazon commercial where they're being held hostage... (laughs) Now, he he ha ha. Yeah, that's kind of like, funny. But it's but it's a very real thing. Yeah, and yeah. the truth is funny. Like yeah. so, I think yeah. if you want people to listen to truth or like explore new ideas, especially in this like age of kind of like anti intellectualism, if you can kind of shield things with a joke oh a little bit. Yeah, it's it's kind of very strange place that that we're in in life, and I, I feel like I. Kind of to segue a little bit, do you feel like, you know, when you were younger, were you encouraged to, like, um, I mean, to, like, pursue arts as well, but, like, in in your academia, like, were you, were you just focused on, like, school or, like, were you allowed or, yeah, were you encouraged, I should say, to, like, pursue arts and stuff like that? Yeah, my parents have always been like supportive of supportive of my art. Like I've always um had people who have been able to recognize like talent in me from a young age. So I'm I'm really grateful for that. And I also just always had other interests. Like I kind of asked my parents too because um you know, people are like when you have like strict Caribbean parents, like they let you do art, what? Yeah. Like that type of vibe. And I was like, it's it's definitely like my parents would love for me to like have a STEM stable job and like yeah. things like that. And they even like will help me with that. But they know that arts are like, but like even I talked to my dad, like his main thing was like, we just know that we like didn't need to worry about right. you. Like whether you decided to do art or not, that you were like going to be fine. And I think it's because like I always had interests even outside of art, like. I was like a mock trial kid too. I thought I was gonna go to law. I kind of did a little bit of so people were like UN model UN. Yeah, yeah. I was like president of my school's mock trial team and stuff. And like, I kind of did a little bit of a switch around too because people were like, "Your parents let you study art," and I'm like, "Yes," but I also kind of lied because it's like with law to be a lawyer, like you can go to law school no matter what your major is. You just have to get good grades. Mm. And so I was kind of like. I can go to school for theater and then like go to law school after it wouldn't change anything and they're like yeah sure I knew I was gonna yeah, go to no yeah, fucking yeah. law school <laughs> I knew I wasn't gonna go to law school Yo. but um no that's yeah. that's that's beautiful did does so your community like as you grew up I know you you say your parents supported it but like how about the other people around you like friends people you went to school with like, were there other artists you were surrounded by? Yeah, I think, like, uh, well, in terms of, like, my peers, it's funny. Like, the uh, like, uh, like not too long ago, maybe, like, a month or two ago, um, my cousin was helping me clean out, like, uh, my room. Like, see my, saw my whole yearbook. And in all the notes from, like, middle school, high school and stuff, it would just be like... Uh, have a great summer, Ayana. Like, keep on singing. Or, like, Hags. can't wait to see you on Broadway. Like, blah, 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 oh blah. And then my cousin kind of was just like, what, were you just, like, singing in people's faces? Like, why is that <laughs> anybody you, you could say? Just being like, crazy. like, you just had a brand and you stuck to it. Yeah. And, like, I was a very intense kid. Like, I, I, whatever I was in, I was in 
110%. Like, and people could see that. So I think my peers are supportive. There's still people to this day, you know, like older people being like, but like, what's your real job? Like, for real. Mm. And even sometimes I'm like to myself being like, you know, if this doesn't work out, what's the plan B? I'm, I'm not, but, I'm not going to lie. It, for, for most arts, people, people see that, you know, it's like, all right, we know the beginning stages are, like, a struggle, so, like, you have to have a real thing, you know? Like, what's your real thing? And I do feel like, I mean, the the culture around, like, entertainment and arts is, like, it's really tough because, like, we do struggle. Like, there's really some days, like, you don't eat. Like, we just talked about, like, making sure you got the EBT, like, so you could, so you could get, like, good quality food, you know? And I know that's something, like, that we promote here at, at Collective Focus, just, like, making sure people get good food, you know? And um, I don't know. I I think there's, like, um, you get kind of a chip on your shoulder when you're a, a struggling artist, you know, when, when, you're, when you're literally hungry for your own success, you know? It's, it's like, a very challenging thing. But, I mean, with, with that being said, do you feel... Do you feel like there are, I mean, I don't, I don't know. How how do you see it exist, like, as far as, like, balancing health and, like, also making sure that you have space to, like, create, you know, and, and you know, from a good space, you know, a yeah. healthy space? I think mutual aid is honestly, like, how I balance my health. Like, mm. I, I say it all the time, like, the hub is my happy is my happy place and my happy space and if like not even because it's like always zen and always fine and like i'm super duper duper comfortable here um which yeah yeah it's not always sunny said but the hub to me kind of just like represents hope um like if i'm literally like you know the headlines i'm like we're gonna die like capitalism is going to consume my whole life. I can't take it anymore. And I come to the and I'm like, oh, no, we're good. There, yeah. There's people working on it. We're going to get it. We're going we're gonna to fix this. It'll be fine. Um, so that's why it's my happiness. But I always think of, like, Viola Davis um, has an interview where she's, like, her number one advice to actors is, like, you just have to have, like, a life mm-hmm. outside of your art, outside of what you do. And I, I think a lot about, like, what is like enough for me in my life and like my art is like obviously something that I love to do but I'm also like if nothing else like I want to leave the world a better place I want to help people um I want to build something like the hub and mutual aid and building these like community networks like this is the retirement plan this is the community plan this is the life plan like this is it this is the job this is the work um this is what i do outside of my art and it's what gives me hope and it's what takes care of me and it's how i take care of not only my soul of like improving my own life because mutual aid is very much mutual i'm improving my life trying to improve your life and we're in this together so i honestly think that's how i take care of it and like outside of my artistic dreams this is my dream do you do you feel like um like in comparison between like your community growing up and like the community that you're building here now like would you say 
access to to like fresh produce and you know things like this like a studio um you know sliding scale studio time uh free clothes all that would you say it's like really like juxtaposing or like do you think it's similar or, or like yeah i think like so for context i grew up in like the seventh day adventist church and um i, I even though i don't really like practice really anymore um what i can appreciate about churches of really any denomination is how they function as like community centers like don't get me wrong they have their bad parts but like even something as simple as like a potluck after service Mm. like that gets people fed um soup kitchens regardless of their of their politics that gets people fed um like there's dietary restrictions of like no pork, no shellfish, and no shellfish. No shellfish. It's crazy. Wow. It's I'm like, allergic, and I know that's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something like yeah. fish with scales or whatever. I wow. wasn't that good of a student, but um, so that's they crazy. have like that. Those restrictions, and so and that was that was like a big their, part of your home makeup as well. Like, for yeah, for a couple, I think for like five years of my life. I didn't. I followed the, that. Well, wow. I, I always ate shellfish. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't give up shrimp. I, I'm yeah. black at heart. I can't. Right. Take, can't take my seat. <laughs> but I didn't eat pork for like a good five years mm. um, until I tried bacon. It was like this is kind of slab. Do- <laughs> <laughs> hey, biggest slab. Well, yeah. So, do you feel like like was it more out of just like the practice of the religion, or was it was was there like a health aspect in it? Like, oh, this is good for your body if you don't eat this or it was like god is gonna condemn you if you don't yeah for me i was also like a kid when i did this so for me it was always like oh this is just like a rule Mm. um but in the seventh day adventist like teachings for some people it's like a health and like (sighs) health kind of purity thing so it that i guess like what i'm trying to get is, is like that's their way of making sure they give good quality food and making sure they have good food and health food type stuff. And, like, I think no matter what denomination, like, what your politics are, like, churches functioning as, like, potlucks and soup kitchens, like, that's that in in and of itself is, like, a form of mutual aid. So Um, we're... Okay. Huh. I like... I kind of like this. So you got, like, the spiritual aspect like the physical aspect of like what you directly consume. But were there any other type of like wellness activities like um, promoted like fucking therapy for like mental health or emotional well-being? Like, Yeah, well, in a lot of these churches, it's like lean on your pastor, mm. lean on God for mental health, which if it works for you, I won't <laughs> yuck your yum. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think some people do need help, better other help yeah. than that. Um, so in of a way, kind of like lay your burdens down on God. I guess I see prayer as a form of meditation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if that's your form of meditation, I think that's great. So there's like wellness, prayer retreats. Uh, I went like, I was part of this like kind of like religious Girl Scouts thing Ooh. too, where we had to go camping once a year. Oh shit. So, and like oh, shit, learn camping fun. skills. Yeah. So I think like, I mean, it, 
it, I'm gonna be honest, my camping trips didn't feel like a communion with nature. Mm. It kind of just felt like a summer hangout. Yeah, yeah. But camping very well could be a communion with nature. Yeah. Um, and just like learning those skills and how to connect with nature, I think is great, regardless of your religion. That's um, a good, that's a good perspective. And even like, so I sing now. I didn't attend a French-speaking church grow up, but I still sing at French-speaking churches and things like that. And I've seen actual churches that, like, will have programs where they will, like, teach their congregation English. And I'm like, that's a really cool skill, especially because, you know, people come from other countries and all they know is God got them. They show up to church and 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 they can get all these skills, you know? Um, which I think is great. Like that's a form of mutual aid, whether I agree with their other teachings. Like if you're getting people met, like I always think of the quote, I don't know who this quote is, is from, I think maybe Parenti. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But it's just (laughs) like, I, I'm for the revolution that gets people fed. Mm. Um, and you know, all the other stuff is just theories. If people's needs aren't getting met, like regardless of how it happens, it's happening. So, right. Damn, that's that's beautiful. I guess um, to to kind of parallel like the health thing, I know you were talking about before how you were like chronically on your phone and stuff. But like, what's what do you what do you feel like is like the biggest kind of like media that you're consuming, and how do you feel like that that affects your day to day? So I was actually around a lot of early TikTok adopters. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, 2019, everyone around me was on TikTok doing the little dances. And I was like, y'all, they're so lame. This yeah, is so t- corny. It was all about dances yeah. at first. That's crazy. I was like, this is so lame. This is so corny. And, like, I didn't realize that TikTok, like, personalized it. Because when I joined, like... All my stuff was like gay content, and I was like, I don't see the dances, but I didn't. I wasn't yeah. there for the dances, so I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just stay. Yeah, and then yeah. like, it kept showing me stuff that I actually liked, and I was like, okay, okay, like now I'm into I'm it. Kinda, ooh, and you know, I, I stand by what I said. The side of TikTok that I was exposed to before I joined TikTok was corny. It was, mm. um, but the side I'm on now and like even like uh, I I cherish my TikTok friends so much so honestly. you you feel like your TikTok your your for you page is more like revolutionary queer like yeah uh, and honestly I tailor it based off of like my weekly things like if one day like the weight of the world and like politics and stuff is getting too heavy like I'm hitting not interested and I'm watching <laughs> only comedy videos. Like I really feel like I've made peace with the algorithm and have gotten it to work for me and wherever I'm at that day. If you saw my for you, it's it's full of memes, like dumbass memes. Yeah. And like and like dumb long form like food videos or like oddly satisfying shit. I just be sitting there like, yo, this is crazy. No, I, so in 2021, I went through, like, a huge, like, gardening phase. Like, I was convinced that we were going to start, like, food forests everywhere. I was like, I am so into gardening. You're, you're not so I wrong. followed Shit. all these, like, middle-aged black gardeners that are just like, hi, here's Linda, and I'm showing you my cabbages this year. Just in awe. And I would be all up in their comments, like, me and six other people. The video got maybe 30 views, and I'm mm. like, hey, Linda, like, the tomatoes <laughs> are looking so good this year. Very yeah. proud of you girl 
And they would comment back on my stuff. Like, I'd post, like, a silly dancing video, and they'd be like, oh, have a blessed day, sweetheart. Uh, I'm like, oh, my God. Thank you so much. community, yo. And to this day, I'll be going to scroll through my followers, and I forget, like, all the different phases I had. And I'm like, Linda's doing so well. So you you have, like, a, a positive interaction with, like, the things that you're consuming online. And, and like just like yeah. that community that you're building on that platform. Yeah, even wow. like there are people that I we've switched over to like Inst because like there's that whole TikTok scare when things are gonna like shut down. So we switched over to Instagram. And I feel like Instagram was like second level of like online friendship. Yeah. Um, I've like been invited to be on people's podcasts that I follow. Like, I've take book recommendations. Like, I really do feel at home there. I think the the key to being online. Definitely, like, protect your mental, your peace. If something makes you feel some type of way, I'd say step away from it and then maybe, like, journal about why it made you feel Mm. some type of way. Um, You got to scroll fast, too, because if you spend more than, like, 10 seconds or something, they're going to keep That non-interested button, Mm. that one hits. Um, Not liking things, hitting that non-interested Keep that block button active, people. <laughs> Keep it active. Keep you heard it, it here on. first. Keep that shit Like, up. you have to protect your mind. Yeah. Keep that block button on you. Word. <laughs> no, nah, I, I hear that. What okay. if, do you, do you like, consume any other type of media? Like, obviously, I'm sure you watch TV and movies. Like, what's yeah. your what's your go-to movie or TV genre? Comedy? Okay, like, I have three comfort movies. Okay. All wildly different. <laughs> Okay. One is Silver Linings Playbook with um, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. Love that movie. Um, I don't know. I love like, I love mental illness stories because mm. I think they're like, like sometimes you just gotta like, like let it out. We gotta be it. real. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, um, anger mm. management with oh Adam Sandler. With Great Adam movie. Sandler, Jack. Nic- thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank Great you. Movie. I have received so much. Backlash yeah, when I say that that's one of my favorite movies, but it no, is phenomenal. Um, and my <laughs> other comfort movie is White Chicks. Oh, uh, like, how can you not? It's just like it's yes, just perfect. Yeah, that's that's a great <laughs> one. No, I, I love that. I I do feel like I lean on like TV and movies to. I don't I don't want to say like I escape, but I I definitely. I do. I I definitely use it to to be like, all right, this is not related to anything that I'm doing in my life right now, so this is this is gonna comfort me, you know. And um, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know. I, I think as long as you maintain a healthy balance with it, because I know like <clears throat> like the music, television, movies, social media, all of that that we consume can like really drive someone's like social scene how they're interacting with the world in front of them like that's not on the screen you know and i and i do feel like we're at a very specific point in time where like media is the most influential and i mean it's always been just in different forms but now it's like in such a like a megatron form that like it is dominating how we live our lives, you know. Even right now, you know, like we're making this podcast, yeah. like you know, it's for for people to like engage with, you know. So I don't know. This is very interesting. I would. I just wanted to, you know, see where you were at with it. Um, all right. So we're we're getting to the end of our time here. I have I have this question I ask everybody. This is the million dollar question. All right. I'm ready. Um. <clears throat> so. 
My question is, can you create better as a starving artist or a pampered artist? Like, where do you feel like you're most comfortable? Like, what, like, are you making your, your best, you're writing your best script, your best comedy punchlines when you sleeping on the couch or you sleeping in that king size, queen size bed and you're cozy, AC on, kicked up, like, chilling? What's up? What did talk to me? Where? I, okay, I, I think I'm a last minute type of person, like, when it's down to the wires when I thrive. <laughs> but I feel like like even now, like when I've when I'm like on my writing journey, like I've started trying to write and like get these meetings together, but like I couldn't even get a writer's meeting mm. because I was worried about finding a job. I was at work. I was looking for things. So I think yeah, sometimes it really does help to be pampered. But however I think you can be pampered and not lose touch with like reality and with mm. your community. Wow. But I will say when you're pampered, it's so much easier to shelter yourself off, to enclose yourself off. Um, Cause right. You have the money to not be around people, <laughs> but when you're poor, you need people right. in order to survive. Like there's just no way around it. So in that way, I'll say like, a starving artist might have more inspiration but like mm. no one deserves to starve like yeah. just be a pampered person <laughs> and don't lose touch of your community yeah. uh and honestly it probably gives you more time to be intentional about your inspiration wow. to be intentional about your craft um and yeah. to get enough sleep to have your brain work right <laughs> yeah i know god knows i need more sleep now that that definitely um it kind of also kind of leads me to the next question is just like do you feel like you can create you know more informatively or um, more inspired or inspiring pieces of work with a low budget or a high budget like do you think like more creativity comes from like making things work or like having that budget that you could be like, all right, I need this, 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 this. And I know this, you know, we'll get this from this. Okay, this might seem like a flip flop based on my last answer. <laughs> I think need that I lean more towards I, saying a low budget oh, is a little bit more okay. creative. Okay, okay. Only because, like, sometimes I'll have an idea and I'll be like, we're going to do it just like this movie. Like, that's shot for shot, like, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then I would have thrown all this money into it. And then by the time I'm, like, actually planning it out, I'm like, oh, I didn't, like, need half of these things. And actually, this wasn't the best idea. As opposed to when you don't have the budget, you really have to think about it. Like, long and hard to be like, this is absolutely non-negotiable. I absolutely need this. And while you're in the process of, like, making that happen you have like so many opportunities to be like is this really the best option where if you have money you'll just throw at it right do right it, and then and it's then like it just comes out like oh. real cheesy and yeah funny. yeah it's like fine but like mm. i think and maybe if i wasn't in aries mood and i like wasn't super impulsive um yeah having a who would like to have more money but i think kind of having the fail safe of like I really need you to think about this right. long and hard 
by not having the money kind of helps. And mm. I thrive on like, give me a puzzle to fix and I'll fix it. You know? I, yeah, I appreciate that answer and that perspective. Because I, I know I, I've definitely worked on some shit and I was like, oh, it's how much? Okay, cool. You know, and then like didn't think about like, you know, any super deep creative aspects of it and like didn't give it so much personality you know because like having a low budget really like makes you put that personality in there like you know people can really see like where you're coming from who you are like see how your brain works you know so i appreciate the easiest and like low stakes like random projects i've ever done (laughs) were like Someone else is financing it. Great, throw it in there. Whatever right. you want, baby girl. Write it on a piece of paper, and it is yours. Yeah, but yeah. like that doesn't say anything about me as a director. I was just like, do you want it? Get it. We have the money. Like you know. Um, do you have any closing remarks? Like anybody you want to shout out? Anything you want to kind of plug in? Any future things you got going on? You want to share? Yeah, I don't know when this will be airing. But follow me on Instagram at Ayana Francois, A-Y-A-N-A-F-R-A-N-C-O-I-S. Um, and I'll post about anything fun that I do. Yes. Um, and yeah, uh, come to Collective Focus. Join your, join your local mutual aid. Uh, be nice within reason to people that deserve it. I don't Listen, know. Yeah. Look, be a good, try, try your best to be a good person. Period. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for talking with me. I'm glad I got to know a little bit more about you. Thank you. Yeah, the, the seventh day of this is crazy. <laughs> nah, <right>. Formed. Until <laughs> next time, we'll see y'all. This is Collective Language.